Hello, beautiful souls and limitless beings. Welcome to the Shamanic Soul Sisters with your host, Maria Jingris and Samantha Shea, where the discussions are multidimensional, courageously imperfect, and dynamically empowered with wisdom, compassion, humor, healing, and love. Now, here are Maria and Samantha. Hello, dreamers, warriors, beautiful spirits on this human journey. Samantha here from Branches of Vibrational Healing. Hey all, Maria here, also from Branches. Thank you for joining our 17th podcast. I cannot believe we are at number 17. Um, Today we will be talking about, of course, the next chakra, uh, the third eye. Yes, the sixth chakra. That would been cool if it was the seventh today, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> the sixth chakra, it is the third eye, the penile gland, which is literally where your eyes meet, your brow, right behind that. This is a chakra that holds a lot of wisdom. It holds a lot of your intuition. And this pineal gland, unfortunately, is one of the ones that we'll just say is, um, quote unquote, attacked or targeted right from birth through different foods, um, through different hygiene things like fluoride and through different ways of not allowing us to fully live in our imagination, not allowing us to fully express ourselves um, with this sixth chakra. If you have any issues with your eyes, um, overall, like your hearing, if you have any headaches, migraines, your nose, and if you get a lot of different headaches, but more more so like they, they kind of move around or any brain abnormalities. Um, and then I have to, I'm not going to go into depth about that, but anything really that has either swelling or not in the brain or just different areas, or if you've had a concussion that also can affect your, your third eye. Um, but the third eye really controls our sleep wake cycle. It has a lot to do with our mental health, our aging, our bone metabolism, our sense of direction. It also contributes to how we metabolize drugs and it connects directly to the other organs. It also affects our menstrual cycle. If you're a female, uh, it is insane. Um, it also, if you have any psychiatric disorders, if, you know, um, you're confused a lot or you lack a lot of clarity in things, or you just have so many thoughts that it causes like intense anxiety within you, there's an imbalance in your third eye. So if any of these resonate with you, it's okay. <laughs> It's just a matter of being aware, like, oh, I do have this eye problem, so I wonder what's going on with my third eye. And then you just kind of reflect and investigate and become your own little medicine. Mm-hmm. And Maria's going to read her awesome little balanced third chakra to give, I mean, uh, sixth chakra to give <laughs> everyone a little hope. <laughs> yes, and I think it's important, too. There's many th- practices and tools you can use to start to what we refer to as decalcify your third eye. Um, Cause what Sam was referencing, all of those sort of internal physical issues happen because our pineal gland has become calcified over time. Um, Cause as she said, it has been targeted by so many external things, um, toxins in the air and our food, 
um, it, it's really been attacked. Um, and the reason for that is because it is the seat of our intuition. It is our intuitive lens that can literally see beyond physicality, right? So it makes perfect sense that um, the powers that be that don't want us to be in our power would create all of these things to really block our third eye. Um, I know that Sam can probably relate, but I do a lot of energy healing on people and I'm can usually tell where they're at with their intuition uh, when I see their third eye because I can literally see the crystals that are, have formed on the third eye. Um, and as Sam also mentioned, it does regulate our, our circadian rhythm, right? And it regulates the amount of light and dark that comes in, which I just find very metaphorical and symbolic because literally it's that part of us that when it starts to wake up, right, it, it sees beyond, you hear that phrase, like seeing beyond the veil. When your third eye starts to become decalcified and um, really turn on, that's when we start waking up and remembering um, as humans. We start to remember things beyond, again, what we can see with our physical eyes, um, hence why they call it the third eye. So um, as Sam touched upon what happens or what can happen in the body when we have an imbalanced uh, pineal gland, I will touch on what a balanced third eye chakra looks and feels like. Um, so number one, it means you are intuitive and you trust your intuition. Uh, number two, you feel you have a lot to express in many ways. Um, number three, you feel connected to nature. Number four, you solve problems easily on your own. That is because you trust your intuition, right? Um, number five, you easily find the right words to communicate your thoughts. Number six, you constantly have new ideas. Sam and I can relate to that right now. As well as number seven, your imagination is very active. Mm -hmm. And number eight, you can easily change your mind. And I... All of those absolutely resonate with me and what I have experienced um, in my opening and balancing of my third eye. Um, and I feel like really it's while the actual pineal gland, the organ is in our head, it's actually to me the energy of that chakra is um, it's actually breaking, right? The illusion of the physicality of what we see, right? And it's breaking that analytical brain in a sense. That's why I feel like it's in the center, right? It's actually merging yep. the right and the left side of the brain. But it's breaking that overthinking. Because when you're intuitive, you don't overthink things. You're not in that thinking part of your brain. You're just intuitive. You're following resonance, which is why I also feel like that's why those of us that are intuitive, we change our mind a lot, right? And on the outside, it can look like we're very indecisive. But to me, it's just a matter of we are in tune to energy, our own internal energy and the energy of the external world. So we're following resonance. When you're intuitive, you're following resonance. You're not following thought patterns in your head. And that's something that um, Sam and I both work a lot with our clients in learning discernment, right? How do I know if it's my higher self, aka intuition versus my ego, that repeated thought pattern that's going on in our thinking mind, right? And so this is where balancing all of our chakras becomes very important because if we have a third eye that just rapidly opens up, it can be extremely alarming to the human if we haven't worked on our other chakras and balancing them, bringing them into alignment. Because 
the whole energy system is one unified system, right? We're breaking mm -hmm. them into the separate areas just so you can understand how they relate to the physical areas in our body. But it essentially is one energy system running through our body, right? Mm -hmm. So in order for the third eye to, we'll say, it can be activated, but for it to actually um, work to our highest and best, we need to, again, like we mentioned in the heart chakra um, episode, there's a reason that chakra is in the center. Everything has to get filtered through the heart for whatever information we're starting to see with the third eye to be able to actually make sense and, and bring clarity. Does that make sense, Sam? Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it's interesting with when you said um, kind of like remove the analytical mind or like just kind of see like through the analytical mind, the actual symbol of the um, the chakra is two petals. So representing two sides of the brain <laughs> and then a circle in the middle for unify. And then there's a triangle facing downward saying like source information is flowing down in. And when our thoughts are a little too crazy, it can disrupt that source energy coming in. So it disrupts the right side of the brain, bringing on that creative, imaginative flow, right? Yep. And the two petals really represent the duality. And they represent the sun and the moon, the divine masculine, divine feminine, represents earth and, and source, whatever you want to refer to it as. But it's just, it. the third eye really is where we begin to bridge the realms of human existence and our spirit, our source, our love, our infinite abilities. And it's it's like the seat of enlightenment. So that's why people are like, oh my God, I had a Kundalini awakening or a dark night of the soul or I had this. Yeah, you did. Cause your third eye probably just cracked open. A lot of decalcification just came off and you saw the world totally different. Yeah. And your body went into a complete, like I refer to it as like a shock, right? Because your nervous system is like, whoa. Cause when we have what's called a Kundalini awakening, it's basically our root chakra energy from source, from earth, whatever we've put in our contract to like, quote unquote, wake up at certain times or remember certain parts of us, our root chakra, like send a signal up through our body, through our heart, and just kind of like cracks open the third eye a little bit more where we see things. Literally, we see things differently. Mm -hmm. We feel things differently and it's very uncomfortable. And the majority of us don't have support when we have times like that. So we feel very alone, isolated, or we reach for things that are not the most healthy to try and like calm that um, intense energy down because source energy is, it's a high frequency of love. And if our, we've lived our entire life in this more of lower frequency of like fear of just going and today's my day, I'm going to get up and do this, right? You your body goes through a shock when you start receiving that higher frequency in your body. So we either go into stuck mode or we go into like, I'm effing crazy. And you share with people and they're like, yeah, you're not. It's like, you need a therapist. You need this. It's like. Conspiracy right? theorist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you're not just being opened to new ideas and new things and new perceptions, like or perspectives, I mean, you're being awoken to parts in you that need to be healed. And that's when our thoughts get really friggin' intense. 
And so the best way to like begin to bring balance to your thoughts and the loving side, like the other pedal, is to allow your thoughts to just be, like recognize them, write them out, you know, talk, talk, talk them out loud, but give them expression and get them out because the more you do that, your imagination and the intuition and your source wisdom will flow through that those thoughts are like quicken out. They're like, because you're like, no, that's not my truth. But we need to, we need to work on all of the chakras in order to really be able to truly trust and discern in the messages that are coming through our penile gland versus what our eyes, our physical eyes are seeing. Correct. And Maria and I, uh, if you've ever gotten a session with us, my guides have now been keeping my eyes open, which is super uncomfortable, um, but not as much anymore because I'm getting used to I'm getting used to it, right? But they would have us, me, I'll just speak for myself, um, keep my eyes closed when I was doing readings so I could, quote unquote, travel, so I could be in this dark space. Um, when I learned what's called journeying, I don't know if you did this with Leotine Maria, but wore like a blindfold or something over our eyes. Yep. Th- that way it blocks out all the light, right? Yep. So we don't have any distractions because in order to go into like a deep state of meditation and begin to really talk to your guides or see the world like in a more loving way, see the truth of things, you have to have like these these eyes, the front two eyes shut off and allow yourself to open up the eye that we can't see. And so the best way is just kind of like put a a blindfold on or something. Um, But something that someone taught me was I set the intention to only allow my third eye to see exactly what I need to see. That way it's like this little tunnel flashlight, just kind of looking around like, what do I need to see? What needs to come into my awareness versus when you go through those awakenings and your whole third eye is like being cracked open and it just floods, floods of thoughts. And it's uncomfortable. Um, so we started off keeping our eyes closed, doing reading. So I didn't, I wasn't reading the person's energy. I wasn't shifting what was coming in from source based on their re- body reactions, their face, their mannerisms. Um, and it made me trust more in whatever was coming. It made my imagination come more online. And those thoughts go to the side and be like, oh, oh, Okay. I'm just a thought. I'm just a thought. That's all I am. And it's like, yeah, I still love you, but you're just a thought, right? Yep. It's actually funny because what you were reading was their energy. You weren't reading their physicality. That's yes. literally what I heard. It's like that. And I I do still do 99% of my sessions with my eyes closed. It's just for me, um, it keeps me like knowing I'm really that hollow bone because I even remember asking like when I first started taking psychic development classes before I had done the shamanic journeying I remember asking my teacher how do we know that we're reading somebody's energy versus making a predisposed judgment right because our mm-hmm. our physical eyes are wired to the parts of our brain that are just memory of past, of past, of past, right? So like our physical eyes are very deceiving. They're very, um, it's a closed-minded actually perspective when we're just using our physical eyes to see things, right? 
It's why we all see things, even in a physicality, very differently because it's based on, like Sam's saying, what are the the default kind of programs and thoughts that are running in the background that are causing us, our physical eyes, to see something a certain way, right? So I remember asking that like first or second class, like how do I know that I'm reading my partner's energy versus I'm not just making like judgments of her? Like, cause this was, mm-hmm. this was our teacher, Debbie. And I remember like some of the things we did in the beginning was like, it was really like she had us do things fast but I understand and understand now it was because if you're thinking too much, then you are in your thinking mind and you are actually using and analyzing and, and, and judging, right? Like you're not actually reading the energy. You're not, fe- I should say, you're not feeling the energy of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember her saying, well, just the fact that you're asking that means you belong here, right? Because you're, you're actually already asking about discernment. You don't know that's what you're asking about. Now I, you know, five years later, I'm like, oh my God, that's what I was actually asking her, like what, discernment. Um, so for me, I like still keeping my eyes closed only because I really know it keeps me in check in a sense that like Sam's saying, I'm not watching their body language because I also can, if somebody's body language is either validating or not validating what I'm saying, I'm aware that I'm still a human in this role and that Mm -hmm. it could kind of pull me out of my trance, right? Because I could allow like that thinking mind of mine to come in. So for me, it just keeps me in check, I guess, knowing that I'm really reading the energy and it's funny we're having this discussion because somebody that i just did a reading for at the psychic fair um two weeks ago she said to me she's like you know why i came to you and i was like why and she said because i was the only reader that was doing the type of you know session she wanted that was doing it with my eyes closed and she's Mm -hmm. like and i thought to myself oh that's authentic. And I was like, well, rock and roll. Thank you. That's a beautiful compliment. And I accept, I receive, thank you. <laughs> Cause I literally, that's my intention of why I do it. I also found that keeping my eyes closed, like Sam was saying, when I did do the shamanic journeying, same thing, like we had to have a, um, a scar for like an eye mask. Right. I did find it like turned my clairvoyancy like up all, all mm-hmm. like many notches because I wasn't getting that dish, that, uh, external light source like filtering in that was like distracting. I wasn't having all these other physical distractions that were coming into my awareness. It was like blank slate. I'm in the dark, but yet in the dark, I've never seen so vividly and clearly. And Correct. It's, wild. it's like, it's wow, brighter. I see better. And I think <laughs> I even said this to you recently. I'm like, you know, I actually see the world better with my eyes closed. I really do. Because the yeah. second I'm using my physical eyes, there's there's this very quiet but i can feel it this this judgment of or opinions of just anything right because again your physical eyes are tied to your your brain that is very much in that state where like if my eyes are closed i can i can settle more into my heart space it feels like to me like because i'm not being distracted by again predisposed beliefs judgments opinions whatever you want to call them it's just byproducts of pat of the past right so i could easily sit there because I remember one of the girls in my first class, like she dressed like what I would refer to as like an earthy, crunchy kind of person, right? Like that's the best way I could describe it. But that's a, in a sense, it's a judgment, right? A stereotype. And so how do I know if I'm actually reading her energy or like I can tell you about her because I'm like basically 
kind of sizing up how she's dressed, how her hair is, whatever, whatever. Like, oh, you you are very connected to the earth, right? Because you have a I love the earth t-shirt on. <laughs> Not that blatant. But you get what I'm saying. And that's mm-hmm. how, like, I really feel like our eyes can be very deceiving and we think we're reading energy and we're not. And and I just know that from my own experience. And so, yeah, if the if you think of it, the pineal gland, again, like I said, it regulates our sleep-wake cycle. But when it's starting to activate, expand, decalcify, whatever word you want to use, basically what's happening is the body is allowing more light. That's all information is, is light. And all dark is lack of information. That's all, like, that's literally, like, from an energetic lens. Like, I'm not talking good, bad, evil, you know. Um, I'm talking from, like, an energy lens. Light is information. Information is light. So when your pineal gland starts opening up, you're allowing more light, more information from the external world. And like Sam was saying, in your internal body to turn on, which again mm-hmm. is what? Illuminating the dark. It's illuminating the shadow. It's illuminating those parts that have been hidden or suppressed. So that is exactly why it is one of the main organs that is, we'll say, under attack. Because if we as individuals don't know how to follow or trust our intuition, we are so easily manipulated, like so easily, so easily manipulated. And then if we're not working on those other chakras, then we're even easier because we are living in some way, shape or form in a state of fear. So that's mm-hmm. what's dictating how we are operating in our day to day. So the pineal gland, you know, some people want it to bust wide open. My guidance Mm-mm. to you is like, <laughs> Be gentle with it. And like I said, there are tools and and activations, meditations you can do um, that will help to start decalcifying it. But just be aware that like you might not want to throw that out there. Like just bust my pineal gland open (laughs) because it's a lot of information to take in for the human. Even though our soul has a higher understanding and knowing of it, it's like for the human, it's a lot to wake up to. It really is. The spiritual awakening is, is a lot, people. It is. It is, but it's worth it. Um, you remember who you are and you feel more free. Exactly. But I was getting this major download as you were sharing because um, when we have this disillusionment that we're disconnected from everyone and everything, we that that's our third eye, like really like closed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was getting this download that so if you have sinus pain or you have a lot of allergies which I remember mentioning to you like something like a week ago, I was like, I haven't gotten allergies and everyone else has like, and I got this message because you're realizing you're one, your perception is open. And then I started seeing, um, uh, what are they called? Anti-allergy like medicine packets. And I was seeing like Zyrtec and I'm seeing like the colors of them. And I'm like, Oh my God, as soon as someone gets allergies, it's like, oh, let me take this. Let me take this. All that's doing is closing down your third eye. When you're having allergy symptoms, it's actually your third eye breaking open to try and release the pressure within your face and the in, in your brain. Like I have crazy chills because it was spirits like, yes. <laughs> and it's because I was like, why is everyone getting allergies? And people are asking me like, oh, you're, you're I'm like, I'm pretty good. And I was like, I'm confused though. So like I went and I asked, I was like, all right, body, because I'm big on like doing lymphatic massage and I'm guilty of not doing it a lot. That's for sure. 
But when I feel something coming on, because I've learned to listen to my body, I will do massage around my face where my sinuses are. Because I literally cannot show up if I have a headache. I'm just somebody, I'm a baby when it comes to that. Like, I just can't. I could have a broken rib and show up, but if I have a headache, I can't. <laughs> so I'll go in and I'll connect. And I, it's just wild because I'm seeing all these, the weather here in New England is not that great right now. It's up and down, which is prime time for allergies to start kicking in. Mm-hmm. But it's also prime time to connect with your body and be like, rather than reaching for this allergy med or this, maybe I can, you know, do some like, take some like, like smell some plants or take like a natural tincture or maybe do the massage because what's happening is as human consciousness is evolving right now, literally you don't really have a choice. It's happening. (laughs) Um, But to make it easier when you're having symptoms come up like allergies, it's your body letting you know, Hey, we're releasing something that's causing an energy block or stuffiness or like clogging up a pipe literally if it's your nose, right, in you to open your third eye to be more, basically more open, right, Mm -hmm. but to trust more in life and to be, it's like letting the wisdom in. Um, And I I don't know why, but I feel like I could share the story. So last week I had a story, I had a conversation with a fly, okay? Yeah. Um, Never did I think I would, that would be happening. But it really goes into the energy of one, because we do have these eyes that are deceiving. We are always this TV on their social media, just scrolling, right? And it's like, everything around you is, in a sense, manipulating or contorting your, your vision, your experience of life, right? So this, um, it was last week, I'm sitting there, I was reading something for our, our last podcast, and this fly was flying around in my room and it was like, like so loud. And it was like midnight. And then I I'm looking and I see it on my lampshade, but it's sitting there, but it's buzzing. Like, how is that even possible? It's not flying. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to let you bother me. Like you're over there. Just, just please be quiet. And then it started flying around buzzing so loud. It landed on my laptop. Then it went up and landed on my hand. Then I almost freaked out because it landed on my computer, my uh, pillow. And I just thought of maggots, right? Like, oh, God. Maggots I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, fly, where have you just been? Like, come on. And then I heard, we are all one. I was like, what? So then I looked down at the fly and it was like it grew. I, so I honestly don't even know if the fly was even there or if it was the universe like yeah. – Trying to just get you to see another layer of like oneness. Yeah. A oneness. Yeah. Cause then I'm looking at it and I was like, okay, if you stepped in shit, I, I'm one with shit, I guess. Right. So it's okay. Okay. I get it. And I was like, but can you just like leave? Cause your, your buzzing is distracting me. And it literally Maria flew up and like looked at me and it's like, I could see all of its eyes. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to shut off the light. And I'm going to close my computer. Cause you're probably telling me it's time to go to sleep. Probably. So I shut off my light, close my computer. I don't hear the buzzing literally 30 seconds later. I open my computer, turn on my light. It disappeared. I didn't even hear it fly away. And I was like, 
I am one. I am literally one with everything. That is why all of this other stuff is happening. But I had to go through my heart chakra, express all of the emotional shit that was coming up for me to really come more into that deeper awareness that I am one with the fly. I am one with the shit. I am one with my neighbor. I am one with it all. So if it's bothering me, there's something in me that I am not being one with. Right. So I was like, boom. Wow. Like, I'm learning this from a fly. Like, what the F is happening? I'm crazy. But it's like, no, I'm 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 being more open to allowing anything in my life, any experience to come forth without trying to change it. It's like right. it is what it is, right? Right. Like no when force. You, exactly. Cause when like I've had a few of those epiphanies, awakenings, rememberings, whatever you want, like really connecting to that oneness. Like what I, what I've heard other people that have had like true near death experiences, like come back with, like a lot of them come back with that, like, cause they like merged with the oneness of it all. Right. Mm -hmm. So like they really come back with that inner standing of it. I mean, a lot of us throw that around. We are one, we are one, but I've had not, not a, Exactly. Not with a fly? Experience. <laughs> not with a fly. But definitely some experiences where it's like, whoa, like legit. We are one with the maggots. Like we yeah. are. So if the Ugh. maggots are bothering me, I know. I know. I got I to gotta get there. I got to get there. I'm not <laughs> there yet. Then there's some sort of maggot inside of me I haven't like accepted. And it, yeah. that's a bit extreme, but like, <laughs> but you get the gist. It's like, wow. Because I feel like the more we are continuing to work on self, right, we're just remembering who we are. That That's really like this whole internal work that you hear us talk about. It's like, to me, it's we're becoming aware of all these programs that we're not. Therein, we're remembering who we actually are. So it's it's when you start to have those, whether it happens in a meditation or in your bed with a fly, like... Just like sit there and connect with the oneness of it all because it is, it's beautiful. And it really allows that um, that polarity and duality, though we, we have an awareness that it still exists in this reality, there's still this inner standing or higher perspective of knowing that it's like it literally is all an illusion. That separation is such an illusion. It's, it's such an illusion. Mm-hmm. Wild. It's wild. It is wild. I literally, you know, I feel like too, this is why we talked about it in a previous episode about how like the Illuminati use the eye in, in a triangle, right? Like they've literally manipulated everything for their agenda, but it's like, they're literally, that's why the all seeing eye is on our money, right? Because it's, it's like a mockery in a sense of like what we've all forgotten being here. Right. But it's, Mm -hmm they've literally taken the third eye symbol and put it on something so that we've created a negative paradigm around money, right? That is, that's such a physical thing that doesn't exist outside of this reality. It's, but yet it's what's running this reality. That's the irony of it. But that's why they put those symbols out there, right? It's to manipulate it. But literally that one single eye, it's, it's also the eye of Horus, right? Like from Mm -hmm. the Egyptian time, like it is the, unified vision of everything and that's why again just like how the heart is in the center so isn't the pineal gland it's in the center it's that other like you were saying it's that other bridge it's bridging the two realms together 
So when mm-hmm. this turns on really fast and like all your other chakras are like out of whack because all of our chakras are out of whack. Like that's a constant, like just because you get like one energy healing or clearing, like your chakras aren't like good to go. Like you're still in a physical body going through physical physicality and and the human journey. Like our chakras are always needing balancing. Right. But if this thing bings on and all your other ones are really out of whack, like it can be very, very overwhelming because it's just your, your body is taking in so much light, so much information, which can cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of, um, internal sort of, that's why I do feel like too, like you were, you touched upon it, but like psychiatric diagnoses, I literally feel like it's a matter of, um, people's third eyes are turning on so quickly, but they don't Mm -hmm. know how, like they don't, they don't know that. Right. So then you go to mainstream health and like you're labeled once again with like a, with a, um, diagnosis of like a mental health disease. And I, Mm -hmm. I really think it's just that people's intuition is turning on, but they don't know how to use it in an empowering way. Right. Like we'll say their intuition maybe isn't turning on, but the lens of it is turning on. But then it's like, how do I now use this intuition to actually allow it to, to guide me so I can actually step out of that overthinking pattern that most of us are in? Like, how could we not? It's almost like, it reminds me, not that I know how to crack, crack like locks or safes, but almost reminds me of that where you're like, okay, code here. Yeah. All right, we get, we're getting a little bit closer. All right, code here, a little bit closer. And then you open up and you're like, ah, the mother load. But, um, <laughs> or maybe nothing's in there, who knows? But, um, just kidding. Um, well, that's the Lara Void, too, right? The Lara right. Void is that place of quote unquote darkness where infinite possibilities yeah. you can create from anything and bring it into your reality. But I, I got sidetracked with the fly story because the fly must have came in. Um, <laughs> But with the allergy thing, when I was sitting there thinking, I was like, why haven't I gotten the allergies? It was like you because you realize you are one with earth, too, and you've been connecting more with earth. So this is something I really need to share with you guys, because we we've come here in this human experience to remember we're not disconnected from anything and that we need to we need to enjoy the experience and earth has so much to give us, whether you have an infinity to sand, the mountains, the trees, to, to, to wildlife, like animals, whatever it is, it's earth. It was here when you were born. That's the earth. I'm not talking about the man-made structures and all that. I'm talking about earth who asks yep. nothing from us. Correct. When I'm in my shit or when I was thinking about the allergy thing or I start to have a headache, I will literally, even if I can't go outside, I bend down, I go into this weird child pose position or like where my legs are kind of spread out, like my knees are out to my side. And I put my hands in between my legs on the ground and I just breathe. And I imagine I'm in like a frog position actually. And I imagine the earth coming up my back and into wherever I have something clogged or my thoughts are just maddening and I breathe. And it's like, I, I, I know that I am one with earth. Help me release these heavy thoughts. Help me release this tension in me. Like, thank you. Because earth just wants to help us. It just wants to pull from us, like, our, our toxins and our pains. But we also need to love earth and give gratitude to it. It's it's symbiotic. Um, it's a relationship. But earth is here to help you. So before you reach for things, you're like, I'm fucking nuts, right? It's like, hold on. Let me ground into earth. 
And if you don't know what ground means, just put your feet on the ground and set the intention, like literally put your attention into connecting with the earth, calling her up and just say, thank you, help me. The more you do that, the more your body starts to release any imbalances within it. So you can be in your flow, intuitive, wise energy. And so it's just cool because not right away did I learn that, okay, I won't be having any allergies anymore, like type of thing. It was, it just happened because I started building my relationship with earth that it was no, I was no longer being affected by what everyone else is being affected. Right. So it's you're not pretty again, amazing. You're breaking the illusion of the separation that you are not, yes. you're not one with the trees. You're not one with the pollen, right? Like if yes. you're the pollen, then you're not allergic to the pollen kind of thing. But mm-hmm. again, we've created all of these beliefs here and that's what it is. And then we've created the beliefs, whether it's based off of an illegitimate experience or it's just come from a belief system, we've created them. So then we continue to create that reality. But I love that example you just gave because you were talking about that and it's similar to what you and I were saying before. When you do that, really connecting with earth like that, you are, again, you're grounding yourself. So again, it's you're bringing those, those lower survival chakras that either run off of fear or run off of, you know, being grounded and trusting, right? So you're actually, you're, you're, you connecting in that way is allowing you to trust and feel safe again, which in turn yes. allows you to discern the information that's coming through your third eye, because you cannot discern it if you don't feel safe. If, Beautiful. if all you're living in is fear, you can't discern the information that's coming through there. So when you're connecting with Mother Earth and literally feeling grounded in your body and safe in your body, then the information that's coming from that higher source and from the external world, you can discern it. You're not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Wild. You know what they were saying too when you said that? It's um, And this is just, again, a little tip for people like, oh, is, my third, is that my third eye turn, turning on kind of thing? Um <laughs> I kept wakey, wakey. Hearing, <laughs> exactly. I kept hearing new information. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have kind of like what you're saying. Like you have, you now have even a new awareness of oneness, right? Of, of a, a whole new perspective of oneness, right? So what they're, they're telling me to share with people, if you're starting to question like, is that thought is it a new thought that is like that you, this is why becoming aware of your thoughts is so important, that it's like so important. People think that meditation is all about like shutting your thoughts off and the irony of it is, this is actually you're just becoming very aware of your thoughts. You're shutting off everything outside of you externally that's creating noise so you actually can't hear your thoughts. But especially when you first start meditating, you're going to hear your thoughts like, uh, mother, like, <laughs> and that's usually what, stops people from continuing meditating, right? Because yeah. they're like, I'm, I'm failing. I can't shut my thoughts off. It's like, no, the whole point of it is to become familiar with your thoughts, to recognize yes. they're just a thought. And then which ones do you want to give your, your belief to? Your, which ones do you want to own as your truth? Which ones do you want to actually create as your reality? So this is why they're saying becoming aware of your thoughts is so important in being able to discern your third eye turning on. Because if you don't know if what's the information that's all of a sudden coming to your awareness is new or old, well, then you don't know if it's actually your intuition or if it's your, your egoic conditioned patterns, way, patterns and ways of thinking. So new information, 
new awareness, new perspective that all of a sudden is just coming into your reality, that is your intuition. That's why one of in one of the bullet points it says you tend to change your mind more more easily when you're intuitive because again, you're open to that new information. So now you're actually following the guidance of that new information versus staying in that looped and conditioned way of thinking. Wild. Yeah. You're you're not re- you're releasing expectations. Right. Right. Open-minded. Yep. That's an open that's literally what I feel. Like. Being open-minded yep. just means your third eye is mm-hmm. is open and you're and in order to do that to receive and perceive the information. Yeah. Receive, right? The heart chakra. Yep. Receive. You have and to be then, open. Yep. Receive through the heart, perceive through the third eye. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. <laughs> One of the uh, ways, so like people think that just because you're more of like, let's, what's the word? Uh, clairvoyance. Yep. Because um, I'm much more of a, well, it's shifted now. But I started off being very visual with my third eye. It was like before I knew to like, hey, only let me see what I need to see. It was information was coming in like a flip book. It was so intense. And I was like, I got to tell everybody everything. It was like it was overwhelming to my system. And this is coming in too. Um, So I started off doing readings, not knowing the person, not seeing the person, just getting their first name and doing readings for them. Um, I would tape them out because I was too scared to be seen. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was just like, okay, I'm going to try it. But you know what it did? It it made me trust myself and what I was getting because I had no expectation to it. So it did help my third eye open more. But I remember I, I, uh, Maria got a reading from me for somebody, I forget who. And I sent it to her first because I was like, I used to do it where I'd like write out like it was an Akashic Record past life thing. Oh, yeah. And remember? Remember yeah. that? Like, yes. Wow. Wow. We've, evol- we've evolved our processes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these are the best things. You always have it written. Now I'm like, here's a here's a video of me because I talk too fast. Like, yeah, we learned how to streamline that because those yeah. were great. I, I'm not going to lie. They They're were. still yeah. nice for people to get. But for us as the as the practitioner Channel. I, yeah I'd much rather just I'm yeah. gonna record for you and send it your way how's that <laughs> yeah okay. work smarter not harder exactly. um but I remember Maria being like hey I don't under like this doesn't make sense can you rework like and I was like oh because when we're just allowing the information to come in and we're not using that heart funnel right like or or seeing like okay how would someone want to share this information with me if we're not putting ourselves in that empathic space, not saying I wasn't, I didn't have empathy, but like I was just allowing it to flood in and let it out. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to overthink it. Right. 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 But I had to learn a process to like reword how it was coming in. So the person receiving it could, could perceive it, how it was meant versus through like a wounded lens or be like, what the hell is this girl talking about? Which some people still say about my readings, but later they're like, "Oh my god, it made all it made sense." I'm Same, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's really like just being open minded with what's coming in, and just because you're not a, a vision like a have clairvoyance doesn't mean your third eye is shut off. Correct. Not at all. 
if you're allowing yourself to in, intentionally connect to, let's say, source, your higher self, to earth, to your crystal, to the bottle of water you're drinking, whatever you want, and you just allow the streamline to come in of whatever it is, maybe your body feels something, that's still your third eye open, being opened, because you're allowing yourself to receive the information without expecting how it's going to come. Um, Because I learned the the expectation. Yes. That, that's, I'm glad you said this too, and I don't mean to cut you off, but no, it's go ahead. literally, I feel like people think that, um, you know, their third eye is blocked because they're, they're not having clairvoyant or they, they can't mm-hmm. meditate because they're not seeing anything. And I just want to say this for people, because um, there's a misconception again, as, as you get readings from people or whatever, like, I think as humans, we kind of just say, I see, I see, because that's what we're just used to doing in this human body. Like, oh, I see, I see. For me, I know my gifts, my my initial gift was clairsentience. I could feel things, right? My clairvoyance was not what it is now. I, again, that just kind of came with me trusting and, and allowing my gifts to come in. So now I feel I'm clairaudient. I'm, cl- I'm all the clairs, but when I'm doing sessions... I don't always see everything playing out vivid. Sometimes it's like a claircognizance. It's just a knowing or it's a clairsentient. I literally can feel it viscerally in my physical body. So it's like all of the senses are happening at the same time. But I want people to be able to hear this because just because you don't have very visual meditations, like it does, like Sam's saying, it doesn't mean your third eye is blocked or you're blocked or you're not in tune, right? you may have another way of knowing. Most people, I think, are actually claircognizant, to be honest. There's that, that knowing. And I think with the knowing, you then, you're, then there's an actual mental picture that, come, that is created, to be honest. Wow, that's literally what they're saying. It's like- Wow, that is what I have. Claircognizance yes. comes in first, yes. and then it creates a mental picture. So then the clairvoyance is coming in as like the secondary, but it's more yes. of the knowing first. Whoa. Wow. Yes, you nailed it. Because I, I am somebody who just knew, knows things, right? Like my whole life, I mentioned this in like the first episode. And so it was hard when I would see it because I'm like, but no one else is seeing it too. But it's like, I had to like know it first. And then right. my other senses of sensing it came on because I was allowing myself to receive the information, however it came. Exactly. Exactly. And I was the, I was that clairsentient. So I was always feeling everything, but not, not even always knowing what I was feeling, but I like, I couldn't put it into words, but it was just, again, it's, it's another, it's another form of internal knowing, I guess, but it's like a feeling where I would feel it very visceral in my body. Like it was just that. And then the more I allowed myself to tap into that, then the clairvoyance came, then the clairaudience, and then all the other ones I don't remember, but like what they're yeah. actual called. But like sometimes I taste things in my readings. Like it, it'll be weird, but all of a sudden I'll be like, hmm, do you like raspberries? Or like something about raspberries yep. is coming in because I can taste them like in my mouth kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and- as, as we both just mentioned, just because if you are just starting practicing this kind of stuff or you've been feeling like you've been doing it for a long time, like – it's not always seeing. And if you're going in with that expectation, that's an expectation. That The expectation is actually blocking you from sen- sensing in the way that, 
that you're innately designed to sense things, right? It's that expectation that you think you're supposed to be seeing things. And it's, don't, don't let that limiting belief block you because that's literally all it is. It's, we all sense it differently. But the more you trust what, however you're sensing it, the more you allow yourself to trust that, all of the other ones will start turning on, like, boom. It's all about trusting it. Yeah. And the same thing with the intuition. Like, but people don't know how to trust their intuition because they don't, we've never, we've literally never been taught that. Um, the other thing coming through that I want to make sure I mention um, as we're talking about different ways that you can start to activate or decalcify your pineal gland, right? Like there's so many different foods you can do. Um, first and foremost, get rid of your fluoride, um, toothpaste. Like, tap water. Start with like things like that. We'll start, but even just getting into the sun more because the sun is light, right? And it's literally sending light codes. So I actually, both my husband and I stopped wearing sunglasses like the last few months I knew this like maybe a year or two ago, I'd seen something online about how like sunglasses were actually created to block our third eye. And I'm like, what? Like, that's insane. Like, but we need sunglasses. We need them because we've been taught that not to look at the sun, that it's too bright. So like, Mm -hmm. in a sense, we've created that sensitivity in our body. I can tell you, I haven't worn them now in, like I said, a couple of months and I've literally desens- I've desensitized my physical eyes to the brightness of the sun. I live in Arizona. The sun is freaking bright out here, right? I can't stare in it yet, like, right? But I can, I can literally go throughout my day-to-day without putting on sunglasses. I, I know I've desensitized my physical eyes because I'm allowing it to actually amp up my third eye. Isn't that wild? That's so wild because so I was... Sunglasses. <laughs> I've been literally driving around when it's sunny here and I don't have my sunglasses on. Like I, I will, but then I take them off and it's like, I take them off to see better. I don't even know how that makes sense, but like you just brought that into my awareness. And when I go through a tunnel without that like UV light, I'm like, ah, it's like, that's when I need to put my sunglasses on. Yes. And I was just like, oh. So anyways, I do want to mention sleep before yes. this ends because sleep is very important for your third eye. Um mm-hmm. In, especially if you work overnight, like your sleep-wake cycle is all a mess. I I worked overnight for seven plus years. Like, dude, it's hard. Um, so when you are sleeping, no matter what time of the day, to really have no light in your room, like literally make it look like a cave so your entire nervous system knows it's time to sleep. That way it gives your your brain muscles and your your penile gland like relaxation, like to, so they can start working normally again. If you're someone that takes melatonin or Tylenol mm. PM or different things to make you fall asleep, um, I'm not knocking you, but it's decalcifying your third eye. And later it'll only cause more, I don't want to scare people, but like it causes your brain to start to really kind of shrink and, and network stop circuiting and connecting like dementia, Alzheimer's. It really like you become more depressed because the the circuits that's why the penile's in the middle. It's like, let's say it's the main light bulb, right? Yeah. You, you know how you that thing you touch and like the light you follow? Yeah. That electric, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like what your, your, the middle of your eye is, in the middle of your head, sorry. And so when that starts to, to close down and shut, all the other centers start to um, become imbalanced and fire erratically and not in the proper way. But it's not the end of the world because you can – you can reverse it. You can bring it back. Maybe not full on Castlefied, but you still can. And the more light you let in, you still you can open it. 
but sleeping is so important. And I feel like the more I've been learning this oneness even more, the more tired I am, but yet like my sleep is less, but it's so restful. Like it's weird. Um, but when you sleep, you release a chemical DMT. DMT helps you go into these dream, euphoric, imaginative, creative states, kind of like what shrooms or if you, I've never done shrooms, but like if you take different DMT. plant medicine, <laughs> you can DMT. literally take DMT. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And people are doing like these ketamine treatments to try and release fear from their body because what it does, it shuts off your pain receptors because they want to get to these euphoric states to see their truth, to see the light, to see this peace. And if we just learned what to stop ingesting literally in our mouth and in our our visual, what we read, what we watch, what we listen to, if we start putting healthy boundaries for ourselves, we can bring our penile gland back on without any drugs because we have the chemicals already in our body. Like they're already in there. It's wild. Yep. (laughs) I'm glad you brought up the DMT because yeah, there's a lot of people starting to, um, explore different plant medicine. And that's great. Like Sam and I are big proponents for trying that a hundred percent. I think it, it gives people, um, that little push, that little boost, but like anything, it can also be used as a crutch, right? It can be used Mm -hmm. like, then you're creating this belief that you need it to get to those states. And like she's Mm -hmm. saying, you literally don't meditation gets you into those states. Like if you can start to like get into a meditative state where you're, you're in a practice with it, like that literally is what happens. Like in my shamanic journeys, it's, and I've, I'm somebody, I've done mushrooms before. Um, I don't, I honestly don't care to do them at all anymore um, because I feel like for me, and I feel like Sam would have the same experience if she ever did them. It's like, I already, and so I don't, like, I already experienced that. <laughs> like, I don't, it's like, I, I have, like, no desire to go to another level in a sense of it because it's like, I already can experience that, like, without yeah. taking the drug. And for me, I don't like what it does, like, to my body when I ingest them. Mm-hmm. I will, I will say I can smoke them, like, mixed with marijuana, and it doesn't doesn't take me to a euphoric state. Like, I don't, like, I'm not, like, hallucinating or, like, having anything crazy like that. It changes sort of the, the um, I'd say, the high of the marijuana, the way the two work together. But I do mm-hmm. not like ingesting them. Um, I've never done any other plant medicine. But, again, I'm not knocking it. I think it, it does have its place for people. But I've also seen, um, I've seen clients where it's, like, it's almost become this, just like any kind of drug, right? Though your body can't get addicted to these things like it does with man-made drugs. Like your body doesn't actually go through um, like a chemical addiction to it. And like if you stop, it's not like you're going to go through like withdrawals or anything. But it's a mind thing, right? So like if you're using it to reach that euphoric state, but you're not integrating what came through, you're 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 actually not helping your pineal gland to activate. Like you're only experiencing it in that rush of taking it, but then you're not um, able to integrate that, again, the information. All it's doing is it's allowing way more information to come into your body, into your awareness. Um, So if you're not just like if when I'm meditating and I get this massive download, if I don't integrate the information, it, it 
or reflect upon it right or let reflect. let it be expressed yeah exactly it's like well mm-hmm. then it then i don't feel any changes in my life right i'm not actually yeah. going to experience anything from it except that one time experience and then that's what happens a lot of people ayahuasca is another one where there's a lot of um actual shamanic practices and ceremonies that they do that are very sacred and, and honoring the the medicine of the plant and helping people to um, have their experience. And that's where sometimes a dark night of the soul kind of experience can happen because if you're very much like in an egoic state, and I don't mean like you're just in a fear state, right? And you take that medicine, again, it's bringing that, it's shining light on that unconsciousness in you. So it can yeah. be very overwhelming. So if you are somebody that's looking to try any of these things, I highly recommend doing it in a safe place uh, with someone or some ones that you trust because that can really affect your experience with it as well. Yeah. And I'm just realizing now that when I was 16, like, so that's almost, oh my God, it's like 19 years ago. It's insane. When I was 16, I smoked um, salvia. Yep. I thought it was weed. It was just straight salvia. I didn't know. Um, and I remember sitting in my car after and I couldn't drive. And my friend Julie at the time was in the back seat, like ripping her clothes off because she was sweating. I remember looking down at my hands and I had no skin. Like my eyes were open, but my third eye was wide open. And I had no skin. It was just my blood and my veins. And I thought that I was literally like, at that time, I thought there was a hell. And I was like, I'm in hell. Oh my God, the, like the devil is here. My skin, I'm turning into the devil. Like, because I watched a lot of horror movies growing up. So I'm like, I'm literally, I was so terrified and I was dripping wet. I remember going out, laying in the snow. I couldn't drive back then. Like you had a phone that there was no texting. So it's like, I can't even dial. Yeah. I couldn't even like dial 911. I was like, what the fuck? And it was terrible. That's probably why I've never tried drugs, but so thank you, Salvia. But also I'm realizing that's what happened. I had like a huge opening. Right. And I, work with a lot of people who have tried different plant medicine who like one one time have a great trip then they don't yeah and it's like and then they're so in fear and they come to me in panic and they just feel like their entire all of their work has just gone to shit (laughs) and i'm like no what happened is the plant literally exposed to you what you need to see within yourself like that's what it's exposing they're like yeah but i saw this demon and this and i'm like those are just shadows of self so let's depack it but if you don't have people in your life that really know energy and what's going on and you just you have a really dark experience, it can be very traumatizing to your to your spirit, to your body. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why Maria is like, if you're going to do it, great, but have have support, have it be in a regulated space. And most importantly, know what you're taking, because I apparently didn't when I was 16. Um, exactly. It was scary as shit. Yeah. Like, and Scary. even even for people sometimes that know what they're taking, they have no no idea of what it's mm-hmm. going to to manifest. And that's literally what these plants are doing. Like the spirits of these plants are here to actually wake us up, help us remember. So that is literally what they're doing. So if you're going into a setting where oh you're just like partying with a bunch of people and you kick back like some acid or shrooms, like just be aware. Like that you're not going into it with the intent with the intentions of like 
those that run those shamanic ceremonies, right? Where there's, they honor the sacred, the sacredness of the plant, the spirit of the plant, how it's here to help us heal and work with us. And even where does people, acid come from? Anyways, acids DMT, I believe. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. I believe so. Yeah. And okay. I think it's probably man-made stuff in it as well, but yeah, gotcha. um, I believe so. But somebody listening to this could totally cite me that I'm yeah, wrong. Let but, um, yeah, Thanks. let us know. Yeah, let us know. Because I've not taken that either. I, I feel like there's, I feel like it's, it's manipulated though by man. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like where like, I mean, everything can be even, even the marijuana industry now, because it's an industry has been manipulated, right? Unless mm-hmm. you're growing your own in your backyard kind of thing. You don't really know again, what they're adding in, in the stuff you're buying at the dispensaries. So it's just really being mindful about the intent of using it, why do you want to use it, and just being aware of your surroundings and your mindset when you're going into it because that is what's going to affect your entire experience with it is your mindset because that's literally what it's doing. It's it's altering your mind, your thinking mind, to open you up again to this other knowing of stuff. But if you're not in a um, kind of stable mindset or you're scattered or you are in a lot of fear – chances are it's going to amplify that. That's what it's going to do. It's going to amplify that. And it's going to only make you now even more fearful. So just be like conscious, be conscious consumers before you just dive into, because I, again, I do think that these things are tools and I think that they can be great for people's spiritual growth and and connecting with nature in another way. Right. But Mm -hmm. just, um, yeah, be aware of your mind i in fact that i'm not gonna lie i stole that from like a netflix documentary it was like set and setting mindset in your setting like you do you have yeah. to be like you know just be and aware. it's not even just setting when you're doing quote-unquote drugs or plant medicine i have so many people that come to me like i'm stuck i'm miserable in my job i don't want to do this i don't want to do that that is literally your higher self and your third eye being like hey because there's more to do there's more creativity for you to do And so like when you're feeling like your job's pointless and there's no energy, it's uninspiring, that's a hint that like your thoughts are no longer serving you. Your your third eye is trying to like guide you. The wisdom's coming in to be like, hey, let's go over to the right side of the brain. Let's be more creative, more imaginative, more flowy. Let's step outside the box, be creative. Rather than how we've been seen by the world, Right, think our eyes, if you have eye problems, blurry vision, swelling around your eyes, whatever, it's there's a fear there of how you're showing up in the world, how you're being seen, most importantly, how you're seeing yourself. Boom. So if you're not happy, you're seeing yourself as this unhappy, uninspired. Well, you're the one that needs to take action to make yourself happy. So sit in those meditative states, kind of ground into earth, take a intentive walk, like a mindful walk in nature and be like, what do I need? And ask nature for help. Ask yep. safe people for help, right? And allow the wisdom, the wisdom will come in. If you're feeling uninspired and scattered, it's because your higher self's like, knock, knock, ding, ding. I'm here to help you, but you got to listen, right? Yep. And once you follow that, like. Yep. You'll be like Sam and I, how we started our <laughs> our day today together was like, oh my God, I have all these ideas, all these things I want to do that like I'm, it's overwhelming, but exciting, but like, yeah. So yeah, (laughs) there you go. It's empowering. Very empowering. Mm -hmm. It's a whole new, literally, it's a whole new way of seeing self in the world. It really is. And um, yeah. So keep your daydream. 
That's right. Oh, I Keep love your it. daydream. I love that. Well, there's a song called it. So you guys listen to it. It's really like, oh, keep your daydream. Because yeah. we were taught like, oh, that's just a dream. It's like, no, yeah, you really need to like. We're actually taught don't quit your day job. And I would actually say quit your day job <laughs> and keep your daydream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why I started off with, hey, dreamers. Hey, warriors. I love it. Well, thank you, beautiful people, beautiful souls, for listening to our 17th episode. We will see you again in Uh another week for some Crown Chakra. Love you. Keep on dreaming. See you on the other side. We appreciate you so much for listening to today's episode of Shamanic Soul Sistars. We hope you continue to tune in weekly. We trust that you received what was most needed for your highest and best with today's episode. Remember, you are limitless. And to pause each day to take a couple of moments for you. You are worthy and wonderful just the way you are. Thank you again and see you on the other side.